When you engage in novel experiences with your partner, your brain blends the two. So it, it really like links novelty to your partner instead of just the experience. So it's almost like our brain doesn't distinguish between the novelty of the experience or the novelty of the person. I think that's so cool. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Welcome back to The Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and I have my love, my warrior, magician, king, lover with me here. What is going on, everybody? Wow, you really left me hanging in suspense there. You know when um, like pastors or public speakers, they like get on stage and they <laughs> grab the microphone and they'll be like, who's ready to dive into the word today? And, and you know, the, the people in attendance are like, woo yeah, man. And they're like, what? I can't hear you. Oh, come on. I know you can do better than that. Like, that drives me insane. When yeah. somebody does that, I want to be like, I'm not saying anything. No. Yeah. I can't hear you at all, actually. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the the trick to try to, like, get everybody's yeah. energy up and engaged. But at this point in 2022, stop. <laughs> like, for the love uh, of. Yeah. I, I understand they want to they want to get the crowd invested. Yeah. Yeah. Tough stuff. Well, today's going to be a fun one. It is a fun one. We talk a ton about like going through a ton of work and really evolving yourself and it's serious and it's and it's mm-hmm. sometimes like challenging and you might even walk away from an episode like that was really good, really nourishing, but like I have some work to do. Yeah. It can feel like almost like a part-time job working through all of our limiting beliefs and trauma and programming. And although it's all of that holds value um, and it's necessary, you know, to really peel back the layers on yourself and start creating a life that you really love. It's nice to also dig into the light and the fun and the silly and the goofy and the playful. So that's our intention for today's conversation and episode is that, you feel inspired to lean into the fun stuff too, yeah. because we know the last, especially the last few under the red hat episodes have been really intense and, and you know, heavy. All, we've gotten great feedback from people. People are ready for this type of work, but it can feel like work. Um, so today is definitely going to be a, a bit of a lighter episode. Totally. This is the twerk, <laughs> not the work. Yes. You like that? I do. Yeah. I like the twerk. Guys, if you are loving the medicine, we would appreciate it so much if you shared. Maybe that's a share on your social media story. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a word of mouth. Maybe it's whispering in your friend's ear. <laughs> Go listen to the medicine. <laughs> to the medicine <laughs> either way, it means so much to us and everybody who's reached out either directly or sharing like so much gratitude. It mm-hmm. is fuel 
for the fire that is our burning passion for uh, yeah. just authentically sharing what we're doing. Yeah. And so it means so much. Uh, even better if you can rate and review the, the podcast on, on Apple or Spotify. Um, it is, again, just wind for our sales. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, we are so appreciative to people that do leave genuine five-star reviews. Um, if you leave a review, before you push submit, take a screenshot on your phone or on your computer and email it to themedicinepodcast at gmail.com and include your shipping address to say thank you. We will send you a personalized gift because yeah. we are so grateful uh, one, for you just listening and then taking an extra two minutes to leave uh, a review really means a lot to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've done that um, or if you choose to do it, we will say thank you with a, a nice, uh, fun gift for you in the mail. Totally. Before we get into all of this goodness, I got to know. Yeah. What do you have going on inside of your cup? Inside of my cup. I got a delicious one today. So I have been loving Organifi's new green juice crisp apple edition. It's so good. I wish that I had 20 million <laughs> followers that I could tell people all yeah. about it. It's so good. Yeah, it is really good. They, It's not too much apple, not too little. It's the perfect Goldilocks apple amount. And I shared this on my Instagram yesterday, but like, I'm not even like a huge apple fan. Like apple flavored things, yeah. apple pie. Like I could go the rest of my life without having apple pie again and I'd probably be fine. Um, apple flavored candy, like meh. Like it's it's not a, uh, a thing that I really get revved up about. So I actually didn't think that I was going to love this product mm. because I already, I, I loved the original green juice so much. But I think, don't tell Organifi, <laughs> but I think that I like this crisp apple edition even more than the original, which is saying a lot because I love the original. Yeah, we need to tell Organifi because we need to <laughs> yeah, make sure right. that it's not just a seasonal product. I like, right, I, I'm yeah. doing everything I can to tell uh, the team that we need to keep this thing. Yeah. Uh, but in case, for whatever reason, we don't keep it around, um, you guys should definitely try this out. Again, like it's a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you actually don't like it, you can yeah. literally just hit up our customer service team yeah. and be like, hey, uh, don't I don't love it. I don't want the product. Give me a refund. Yeah, they, they, they just want happy customers and, and they'll give you a refund on questions yeah. asked but you're gonna love it because yeah. it's insanely delicious and, and crazy effective for yeah. your wellness yeah it's it's so good and and what i love about organifi green juice the original or the the this this crisp apple that i love um is it has a clinical dose of ashwagandha which there's a million other green juices out there um, but a lot of them just have kind of like a little fairy dusting yeah. because they have so many ingredients Organifi has chosen specifically 11 different superfoods because they want you to get a bigger dose of each of those ingredients. Yeah. And that's sometimes, I don't think people think about that when they look at the back of a package and it's got 67 things in it. It's like, wow, this is so packed. Well, you're probably getting like a tiny little mouse serving. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. We, we've actually done research into competitive products and, and yeah. actually validated the fact that it's like broccoli stem that's... Yeah that's a lot of the filler in yeah. these. And then they put a, like a grain of, you know, some fancy, um, mm -hmm. mystical from the end of the earth <laughs> type superfood and yeah. are able to put it on the label. So, yeah. um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta dig a little bit deeper. And the cool thing about this is like, it's effective, it's quality 
and it's crazy tasty. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I forgot actually one one little part of this green juice concoction. It's the the crisp apple green juice with a splash of raw milk. Oh, nice. Which yeah. makes it super delicious, super creamy. If you haven't tried it with a splash of your favorite milk, try that and you will want to find me and hug me. So just warning you. Heads up. <laughs> what about you, my love? What do you have in your cup? In my cup, in my let's get mushy medicine mug. I have a favorite, King Coffee. We talk about it often. Reishi Spore Coffee, mm-hmm. clean, organic, instant coffee. It's delicious. It's made of one of our favorite mushrooms. Um, I actually mix, speaking of uh, the devil, Organifi. I throw Organifi in there and make like a mocha. It's Organifi's chocolate protein, mm-hmm. which is like a like a brownie taste. Mm-hmm. It's really delicious. Um, it's a plant-based protein, but it's glyphosate-free. There are, there's no... Uh, chemicals in this thing it's certified organic it's got pea protein which has actually the most complete amino acid profile as it pertains to plant-based proteins mm-hmm. um, i have been ride or die for this protein uh, for five years at this point yeah, and uh, it's amazing it makes a really really <coughs> delicious mocha and then to make this thing even more exciting because I, I have this all the time i have this pretty much every day uh, of late and like what i did today is i added in Mushy Love Latte. What is Mushy Love Latte? I hope you know by now. Mushy Love Latte is our very unique brand spanking new. Should be out hopefully in like a month or so for for the public to uh, get access to. But it is our caffeine-free mushroom elixir. It's a latte. It tastes like a cinnamon roll. Mm -hmm. It's a cinnamon swirl flavor. It's got two of our favorite mushrooms, tremella and chaga. There's a gram of mushrooms in this thing, and they're 100% mushrooms. They're not the myceliated mystery grain mm-hmm. mushroom ingredients that you're going to find in most like mushroom products or mushroom elixirs. Yeah. Um, it's also got lacuma. <clears throat> it's got elm bark. It's got. It's sweetened with no stevia, no monk fruit, no natural or artificial flavorings that can be massive gut and endocrine disruptors. It's got maple sugar, organic maple sugar, Mm -hmm. which has like one sixteenth or something, the actual sugar of, you know, table sugar, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is as sweet, if not more delicious. And it's full of like a bunch of amazing minerals. Yeah. So we're we're completely stoked to get this to you guys. Um, If you're interested, this is, we we have a limited run when, when when this product does come out, Uh, but to guarantee getting a latte, uh, a mushy latte, you can check out our, uh, there's a landing page on our website, themedicine.com, look for Mushy Love, and you can actually drop your name and info in so that when we get the inventory, we'll hit you guys up immediately so you can get it mm-hmm. your hands on this thing. Yeah, we're giving our, our VIP members first early access to the stock that we will have. So yeah, you can go to our website and there from the main navigation, it says Mushy Love Latte, or just go to themedicine.com forward slash Mushy Love. And uh, if you want to try the Organifi Green Juice, we have a 20% discount for all products. Uh, that is with code MimiFit, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, for 20% off. And 
if you ever forget like what was that product they talked about or what was that discount code you can always go to our digital medicine cabinet which is on our website um, just you'll be able to find it from the main navigation and we have every brand that we work with and that we're partnered with uh, along with the direct links and discount codes and explanation of how we use each of the products yeah. individually it's it's very complete and we just updated it too so we added like four or five new brands which is yeah. super fun super fun yeah all right you want to jump into the goods let's do it let's get mushy <sighs> all right yeah so we we mentioned already that we we wanted the intention of this to be fun and to be lighter in nature and uh um whether you're single or in relationship the things that we're going to talk about today are just good to know as you're wanting to create a relationship you know, maybe that's in the future or creating a relationship with your friends or your family or yourself. Like all of these concepts that we're going to talk about today apply whether you are currently in a relationship and want to uh, deepen it or whether you are single or dating and, and want to have a future kind of deep conscious relationship. So no matter where you're at, there's something for you, my love. Yeah. I mean, as we were thinking about this and really just like hey, let's talk about some of these things that are fun and, and a little lighter because they're, they're still really productive. Mm -hmm. And so as I look at this, I, I think of like an exercise and health analogy, kind of like as always, I, yeah. I typically fall back on analogies <laughs> as it pertains to health and wellness. And it doesn't always have to be hard or doesn't always have to hurt. I think that's a critical piece to growth is, is the tearing and the rebuilding and a little bit of that yeah. resistance and challenge that comes with it. But you don't have to always be uncomfortable. Doing hard things and pushing past comfort is critically important, but it can also be fun. Like mm -hmm. it can also be light. For instance, if you're exercising and eating to get healthy, if all you ever do is hardcore, high intensity interval training, if you're maxing out your workouts, all of your effort in the gym, you're going to burn the F out. Mm-hmm. Incorporate some hiking in, in nature, maybe playing sports, being competitive, like pickleball, uh, doing a project around the house for some exercise or like in the yard or whatever. I think incorporating this into your life keeps it sustainable. I mean, the yeah. same thing with food. If all you're doing is eating like flavorless chicken breasts. Whole 30 year round. <laughs> organ meats and green salads all the time, you're going to get burned out. So like... How about you incorporate some fun recipes, mm -hmm. find some healthy, like fun snack alternatives that still kind of scratch the itch of a, of a pleasure, mm -hmm. um, but are still, you know, good for you or at least better for you. I think this will keep people from that traditional, like falling off the wagon yeah. uh, approach to progress. And this is the same with relationships. That's what we're going to be talking about today is like, these are some of the fun, light and exciting ways to make you, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your partner, your friends, your family, your community better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about today, we're going to talk about play. We're going to talk about novelty. Mm -hmm. We are going to be getting into the third one that I'm remembering right now, appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be getting into legacy mm, and I building your dream. Yes. Yeah. These are all fun. So good. All right. I'm going to kick it off here with our number one. <clears throat> and this is, you just said it play. We have had a full episode on play. I will put it in the show notes for you guys. Um, this is 
absolutely critical for every individual to develop a relationship with play. It's something that we, uh, we have just innate in us as kids. Um, and for whatever reason, it sort of just falls away to the wayside. So um, I love this quote by uh, Charles E. Schaefer. He says, we are never more fully alive, more completely ourselves, or more deeply engrossed in anything than when we are at play. And I love that so much. So Charles Schaefer, he was an American psychologist and considered by many as the father of play therapy. So he would actually take his patients through a series of play type therapies where they are able to release past traumas, work through their, you know, quote unquote, inner demons um, or childhood traumas or programming through things like doing art and playing in a sandbox, he could literally see uh, different aspects of their personality being expressed through play. And then they would dig into those, those different concepts that uh, this person, you know, in question needed to work through. So he, he worked with children and adults. It, It makes me think of like when my brother and I, as kids would be out in the forest, like in the summertime, my parents are at work all day and we'd be out in the, in the forest and just like playing all day long, completely losing track of time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere as time came along, my mom would be like, Hey, you know, I'm home. What are you guys doing? Get back in here. And we'd come back inside and we'd be like, you know, shirtless and like dirt all (laughs) over our face. And be like, we haven't eaten all day (laughs) because we're just completely unaware of time. We're so engrossed in whether we were, you know, Batman and Robin in the back cave or like two two lost boys in nature who had to survive. We Mm -hmm. did that kind of shit all the time. And we were so engrossed in this play energy that the 3d world uh, compartments of like time and and whether you needed food were yeah. just completely thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. So let's define this first. What do we mean by play? And just standard definition here is play is engaging in activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. So this is like absent of a desired specific outcome. There's no higher hierarchy among participants of whatever the play is. And the scorekeeping drive of competition is is left at the door. Yeah. You are simply doing the thing because you like doing the thing. So this can look like so many different things, which we'll, we'll get into. But like you mentioned, time is completely unknown and unimportant. <laughs> so much so that you forget to eat or you forget to listen to like bodily cues, right? So you are fully present and engaged in what you're doing simply, again, for the enjoyment of it. You're smiling and laughing easily, and that also provides emotional release. So it is a type of therapy. And unfortunately, this is, what, this is one of the aspects of life that just gets quickly pruned away as we age. For some reason, we deem it unworthy of time as we get older and yeah. older and older. And, you know, in my life, when I, I remember, I, th- I think this is normal for, for most kids, but when you get to like sixth grade, suddenly recess disappears. 
that's when it's like, wait, we don't, we don't get to go outside really anymore. Okay. I guess we're adults now. We don't, this is, that's little kid stuff. And you kind of like graduate quote unquote into having, you know, maybe playtime just during gym class, which doesn't always feel like play. Sometimes you're like lifting weights or running the mile or trying to like look cool in front of your crush or whatever. It doesn't necessarily feel like play. And so many of us are taught before we even hit puberty that now calculus and social studies and history and in our case bible class should take priority over play yeah like you need to learn sit down and learn and play is for you know little kids even like i was thinking back and just laughing to myself because even like when you're in elementary school the art that you create is usually mimicking the art piece that the teacher already made the night before right so (laughs) This, you know, exquisite, exquisitely neat, color-coordinated, anatomically correct turkey that you glue together, you know, and then your mom hangs it on the fridge around Thanksgiving. Like, is this actually art? Is this yeah. actually helping us develop a love and a relationship and a priority for creativity later on in life? I just, I've never really thought about that, that even the art that they're encouraging kids to make I mean, sure, there are some great teachers that like, yeah, create whatever you want. I love it. I want to see your imagination. But for me, I was always trying to get my art piece as close, Mm. like to look as as perfect as possible and as close as possible to the teachers, which is hanging up on the board. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's 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 just unfortunate that this gets deemed unworthy of time, uh, you know, very early on in life when you're still a child, like very much a child. So there's this other quote that I love by Donald Woods Winnicott. And he says, it is in playing and only in playing that the individual child or adult is able to be creative and to use the whole personality. And it is only in being creative that the individual discovers the self. And he is the author of Playing and Reality. I freaking love this quote so much because what he's saying is like only in the act of playing are we actually able to express our full individuality with no strings attached, no rules attached. And only when we are engaged in that sort of activity can we actually um, discover yeah. ourself. Yeah. So when you frame it in that way, I'm like, I want our kid to like, I want our future child to revere play. Mm. You know, yeah. I want them to be, be obsessed with it. Right. And that's my own programming, you know, coming through and like overcompensating, of course. But my point is that it is so important and uh, which leads me to my next point, which is why, why is this so important? And uh, this is important for the individual, but also in partnership. So bringing it back to a relationship and partnership, why does it matter if we know how to play or not? So whether by playing, you know, (laughs) I almost said with yourself, playing with yourself. That's fine too. Also fine. In private. Yeah. (laughs) Whether playing by yourself with a partner or a, a group, you are literally making a neural connection in your brain between enjoyment and no expectation of outcome. So we are reinforcing in our psyche that things are worth doing just for the doing, just for the experience, not what you will receive 
on the other side of it versus, you know, something we talk about a lot is having transactional relationships. We're taught really well how to have transactional relationships with things like sex, food, exercise, work, etc. If I put this input yeah. in, then I will get this outcome and it's to be expected. And really play paves the way for more experiential enjoyment in every aspect of our life expression just for the enjoyment. Yeah, and I think we have all of these like preset definitions of what play is. And I think things like sports and, and projects get kind of roped into play because there is a playful nature to them, but they're not always play because there's an outcome. There's this competitive aspect. There's this attachment to mm -hmm. winning or attachment yeah. to creating something in the, in the <clears throat> quickest and the best way possible. And so while there is absolutely opportunity for play in those lanes with sports and with creating projects and things like, key point of consideration is like ensuring that you're not attached to an outcome mm -hmm. of that play because then it starts to feel like work or yeah. a project or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sports I think is uh, is can be play depending on what the intention is yeah. and I think also <clears throat> how many kids come away from a little soccer game or basketball game and they know they didn't play their best and they actually feel awful. They yeah. feel bad yeah. or the parent is taking it out on them like you could have done this better or what are you going to do next time? And the, so the kid is now coming away feeling worse about themselves yeah. than they were when they entered the sport or yeah, the it's play. Like, it's like play versus performance. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of like how this is beneficial to relationships, I think something that's so crucial is uh, understanding that play communicates to yourself and to your partner that you are worthy of time and attention just for being you. Yeah. Like we're talking about that attachment to an outcome. That's not really play without the outcome. I am not playing uh, with you because you will give me sex or make, make me food or have, you know, an opportunity to make me some money. I'm with you because I want to be with you. Just mm -hmm. be just yeah. play. No attachment to an outcome. I'm not looking at this transactionally. It's basically communicating to them energetically, you are enough. Mm -hmm. Just you being with me. Absolutely. And if, you know, what that uh, Donald Woods Winnicott said is true, and I believe that it is, that in playing, we discover ourself in the individual. We get to incorporate every aspect of our individuality into the play. That seems like it would do a really great job of laying the foundation for intimacy. Yeah. Because to be intimate, it's to recognize like you or me, I am you, we are the same. We have commonality. And it's hard to be intimate with a person that you don't feel safe with, that you don't feel like I can show you all of my individuality mm -hmm. and let you accept it fully. Yeah. So play, I think, and intimacy are, are, uh, are woven together for sure in relationship. And, you know, one of the things that when I think of play, I immediately think of laughter with you. Yeah. And some of the best memories that I have are so simple in nature. It's us goofing off after dinner, picking up the dishes and being weird and flirting with each other and tickling each other and just saying weird shit to make each other laugh. Like there's nothing like extreme going on, but there is this, um, this air of just, 
laughter and, and laughing at you or with you until my abs hurt. And that is just so, it's so emotionally cleansing. And it's, it's just, it's so easy to um, just get swept away in that. So yeah, laughter is a huge part of why we should care about play. Silliness, flirting, being free and wild and goofy releases uh, the vulnerability or rather it lets you, allows you to step into the vulnerability of just laughing and being with the person for enjoyment. And, you know, one of the reasons why we love people that make us laugh is because laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air. It stimulates your heart, your lungs, and muscles, and it actually increases endorphins released by your brain. So not only is it fun, but you're actually stimulating your physiology and releasing more feel-good hormones by just simply laughing. Yeah, no, it, like it literally builds more neuropathways in your brain and, and like in your body so, so it's like the equation is the more you laugh, the more often you're feeling joy, the more capable yeah. of more of it you will become. And mm -hmm. that, that includes not just joy and laughter. It includes pleasure. Yeah. It includes sensations and feelings throughout your entire body. You're grooming. You're literally clearing the paths of your brain and the gunk that's in it to be able to experience more pure laughter, joy, sensation, pleasure. Yeah. I mean, we've all probably had the experience where we either go on a date with someone or maybe we're in a relationship with someone and you realize like, dang, I, this person does not have a good sense of humor or like our sense of humor is like they just don't line up or like this person doesn't make me laugh. Like those are grounds for breaking up because yeah. it's that important yeah. to me at least. Um, and I think probably a lot of people agree, but laughing literally bonds us. Your brain is connecting that feel-good rush of endorphins to the other person. Yeah. And then we can use this knowledge now, knowing, of, uh, knowing how good it is for us and how much it bonds us energetically. We can use this consciously, you know, knowing that more play equals more laughter, more flirting, and then, you know, ultimately stronger bonds totally. with your person. Yeah. Another reason that we want to be conscious about uh, engaging in regular play is the fact that it is a major stress reducer. So no secret here, life on this earth is stressful, y'all. <laughs> it's beautiful and magical, yes, but it's also stressful as hell. Stress and chronically high levels of cortisol literally change our brain chemistry. Yeah. You could even say, I think we've all experienced this, when someone is under major chronic stress, you, you almost see their personality change completely. And so play helps to restore our brain chemistry and causes the whole brain to operate in a more efficient and effective way. And then, you know, you pair that with something like physical motion, and that also invites a release of stress and tension. So... There's a reason why a good cry or a good laughing fit feels like a weight is lifted off of you. It is an actual emotional release that allows us to reduce our stress levels. Totally. Hey friend, I have two questions for you. Do you eat animal protein? Do you want to help support the restoration of our earth's soil? If you answered yes to both, then I invite you to look into wild pastures. 
This is Paleo Valley's sister company that offers a monthly subscription box that delivers affordable, pasture-raised, high-quality cuts of meat straight to your door. Wild Pastures animals are 100% pasture-raised by family farmers right here in the U.S. using rotational grazing practices that actually mimic nature. On pastures free from pesticides and herbicides, no synthetic fertilizers, hormones, or antibiotics are ever used. As a result, the animals are healthy and happy. So right now, for new customers who choose the Wild Pastures Plus subscription, you get 20% off for life. You get free shipping for life. You can choose your own order schedule every four weeks, six weeks, two months, or every three months. You get exclusive plus subscriber discounts, and there are no fees or hidden charges. As a Wild Pastures member, you receive the lowest prices possible on the highest quality cuts of meat delivered to your doorstep regularly. And if you don't want a membership, they also offer one-time deliveries. With Wild Pastures, you're not only supporting your family's health with the highest quality meat, you're also supporting our earth, our home. If we as consumers can create the demand for more regenerative farming practices, the industry will respond and we will be contributing to the health of future generations. To get 20% off for life and free shipping for life, just check the show notes for the direct link to get your first box all set up. Enjoy. laughing you know under the umbrella of play we're talking about cortisol and stress and laughter literally swaps out cortisol in our bloodstream for these like highly sought after hormones and chemicals that that can be repairing dopamine oxytocin we've been talking about endorphins like dopamine can enhance learning it's kind of the motivation hormone um, it, it activates attention. Oxytocin is considered like the, the empathy mm-hmm. hormone and the bonding chemical. And so when that's in the bloodstream, like these feelings of attention and connectedness are massively amplified. Endorphins, just pleasure. People can literally endure more pain, more struggle by just laughing for, mm. for a few. Like it's actually been studied. You can increase your pain tolerance by 15% simply by having an authentic laugh before the Mm, pain experience. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is wild. I believe it though. So here's a real life example. Um, When Chase and I started dating, the foundation of our relationship was absolute play. You guys have heard us talk about our perfect, blissful teenage romance that that we started our relationship with. It was completely free of drama and really the only stress we carried was when we were going to get to hang out and when we were going to get to see each other next. So then when we moved into marriage and adulting, the dynamic of our interaction just entirely changed. Suddenly there was bills, rent, student loans, jobs, and planning for the future, aka this is stress and responsibility of just being an adult. So this all creeped its way in and pruned away some of the, I would say most of the playful nature that that really built our love, the foundation of our love. And you guys know the story, like we ended up ultimately divorcing and then coming back together. But this is one of the reasons why now in part two, it's easy to, to look back on and learn from like, oh, that was one of the root causes of 
the downfall of our relationship was yeah. we literally forgot how to play together. Totally. And it took a, a a vacation or a holiday to get us back into that spirit of playfulness and silliness and laughter and, and flirtiness, yeah. right? And so this is why we emphasize it so much now, just playing regularly, regularly with each other every day if totally. we can. I want to test something out. You okay. know, we've been talking about laughter and the benefits of la- and the benefits of I'm laughter. Already, I'm already laughing. Are you ready for this? I got a couple jokes for you. All right. Um, I forgot about the jokes. I have three jokes okay. for you. Okay. Number one. You know how I know you're a cat lady? <laughs> because I'm always feline a connection between wow, us. Wow, that's good. <laughs> Sometimes when we go to a Paul Czech Mandala painting workshop, I find myself overwhelmed with how much I love you. And I realize it's because I love you with all of my art. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's really good. And lastly... You must be the creator of the Mushy Love Mushroom Elixir because I like you a latte. <laughs> wow. That's good. I love it. Do you feel endorphins? Do you feel dopamine? Do you feel oxytocin? I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. No, I do. And what I feel is my cheeks hurt from smiling <laughs> so big. <laughs> no, that's a great example. Perfect. I, I love those uh, customized jokes. Mm-hmm. You are so full of surprises. Um, okay, so let's get into some examples. We talked about a little bit of what play looks like, but specific examples. What could this look like in real life for people? Just generally. I'm speaking completely generally, but you know, this could look like taking an art class together or, or creating a, an art project together, taking a cooking class, a dance lesson, go to the beach and build a sandcastle with only your hands or something like that. Go on an adventure day. Play a game and don't keep score. Join a softball team together. Go to a rock climbing gym. Role play in the bedroom. Hey, <laughs> put your favorite song on and invite your partner to dance. Now, a lot of those things are free 99. They're right. completely free. Building a sandcastle, playing a game and don't keep score. Um, you know, role playing in the bedroom, put your favorite song on. All these things are available to us at all times. I think uh, a mistake that we can make is feeling like it has to be this big organized uh, adventure or, or um, event, which it can be. Those, those things can certainly be play, but it also can just be something like exploring a new part of your neighborhood. Totally. And so I wanted to give a few of our personal examples as well, just to keep giving people ideas, but also to show you like how, how simple it can be. So, uh, you know, this could be for us asking each other creative questions at dinner, coming up with just wild, weird questions to spark conversation and spark laughter and uh, creative conversation at dinner is really fun for us. Painting mandalas. You mentioned Paul Check. Going to other Paul Check workshops, that is absolute play for us. Yes, we are learning, but it is in such a fun way and a fun nature that it doesn't feel like work whatsoever. Um, island bike ride. We'd, we'll just jump on our bikes and ride around the island with no like destination in mind, just simply going slow, smelling the f- gardenias that are blooming, 
um, you know, pointing things out to each other, discovering new neighborhoods. There's no outcome attached. It's simply for the enjoyment of the ride. Podcasting. Obviously, there is some outcome attached, but this feels like absolute play yeah. for us. We get to engage, learn about each other, and then also gift it to other people. That definitely feels like play for us. Dance parties. You know, we'll have the music on loud and we'll be making dinner or cleaning up dinner and we just find ourselves in a groove either separately or together. Sometimes it, you know, it ends with us like slow dancing in the kitchen and just feeling each other. And that's really, really magical, too reading interesting books to each other. So a few nights a week, instead of watching Netflix, um, or in addition to, um, we will read an interesting book out loud to each other. And we try to pick books that are fascinating and that spark really interesting conversation, not necessarily like a history book or something right. like that. Um, and then, you know, being silly, making dinner together, making dinner together is like a ceremony for us. It's, it's very playful and fun. Chase's storytelling, you guys, you, I know you haven't heard it to the fullest extent, but he has this gift of telling outrageous, very silly, completely true, accurate, <laughs> they're not true, um, stories just out of his brain. And it just, I'm dying in laughter. And I, it's to the point where it'll be like, he's 10 minutes in and he's still going and I'm just dying. And it, it just lights me up. And then, you know, something like taking the afternoon off spontaneously to go to the beach. And uh, that definitely feels like play for us. So those are some ideas. Um, and, you know, for you, I wanted to give like specific, a specific reflection question or something that you can ask yourself as you're listening to this podcast or talk to your partner with at dinner. And that is, how can I create more play in my life and in relationship? So sit with your partner and make a mental or even, you know, physical list. You can literally write them down of what you each enjoyed doing when you were like eight years old, for instance. I mean, it can be any age when you were a kid, but think about what were the things where you got lost in time, where time didn't exist, where you just were fully engaged, fully present, and you felt like you could fully express yourself in a playful way. What were those things when you were little? And then also, you know, look at your list or talk about your list and, and come up with ways that you can bring these activities into your adult life. Yeah. So if you loved, you know, being in your own world and dancing in front of the TV and watching the, you know, watching a concert on TV and dancing with the performer, maybe you could take a dancing class and, sure. and bring that into your life. So you don't have to do the thing exactly how you did it when you were eight years old, but like, what's the adult version? Yeah. And you can still get those same feelings. I think an important point here is like most people do have fond memories of their youth. Mm -hmm. And that is enough of a sign that you were meant to remember it for a reason. Like yeah. your very powerful subconscious is hanging on to this fond memory yeah. for a reason. It's because it's like, hey, dude, you need to implement the kind of big themes behind this fond memory into your life now you're going to enjoy it yeah no yeah. that's a really good point i love that moving into the next topic that we'll be talking about that is a simple integration into a really really healthy progressive uh, relationship and that is novelty yes i love this quote from alexandra kate Hockies. <laughs> i don't know this woman uh, but she wrote the book the mirror of intimacy she says leave home Leave the country, leave the familiar. 
Only then can routine experience, buying bread, eating vegetables, even saying hello, become new all over again. Another quote that I love as it pertains to novelty, and this one's a little more like masculine in nature, but I think everybody can understand this. It's from John Kraukur, author of Into the Wild. Make a radical change in your lifestyle and begin to boldly do things which you may previously never have thought of doing or been too hesitant to attempt. So many people live within unhappy circumstances and yet will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are conditioned to a life of security, conformity, and conservation, all of which may appear to give one peace of mind, but in reality, nothing is more damaging to the adventurous spirit within a man than a secure future. The very basic core of a man's living spirit is his passion for adventure. The joy of life comes from our encounters with new experiences, and hence there is no greater joy than to have an endlessly changing horizon. For each day to have a new and different sun, if you want to get out more out of life, you must lose your inclination for monotonous security and adopt a helter-skelter style of life that will at first appear to be kind of crazy, but once you become accustomed to such a life, you will see its full meaning and its incredible beauty. Wow, I love Isn't that. Isn't that good? That's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. long, but it's worth the whole thing because it's, it's so true. Novice, novelty obviously can wear off, like in any long-term relationship. It doesn't mean that the love is fading. Rather, it just sort of means that this honeymoon phase is coming to a close. Mm -hmm. Traditions. Even if they spark a sense of nostalgia, they start to feel like routines mm -hmm. after a while. <clears throat> and even if you still enjoy like each other's company, that spark, it's fading. I mean, we've done an entire episode on how to keep the spark alive, mm -hmm. why does it go out? I don't remember the name exactly, but if you guys look look it up and, and want to check it out, it's it's all about how, you know, what is the spark, how to keep it alive, why does it go out? But that sense of newness and that intense desire from freshness doesn't have to fade. Mm -hmm. The secret to keeping novelty alive is intentionally injecting novelty into the relationship. Yeah. And Mark Groves, our good friend now, he talks about this a lot. I've heard him talk about it on his podcast. And then when we interviewed him, he talked about it as well. He explains that when you engage in novel experiences with your partner, your brain blends the two. So it, it really like links novelty to your partner instead of just the experience. So it's almost like our brain doesn't distinguish between the novelty of the experience or the novelty of the person. And I think that that's really cool. That's a, it's, it's, um, it's a really cool evolutionary aspect of our brains is like it's attaching novelty to all parts of the experience, yeah. not just, oh, I really loved that experience or I really loved that vacation or I, I loved mountain biking for the first time. And you only think about the experience. Your your brain is also linking novelty to the partner that you shared that with. I think yeah. that's so cool. Totally. You know, speaking of play, novelty is actually really closely linked to play. Both of these things trigger positive emotions and and kind of that brain release chemicals and hormones that we've been been talking about. They're they're like the fun love connection hormones. In fact, couples who focus on creating emotional and physical safety above 
novelty and fun, studies actually show that they often find more boredom and loneliness coming into their relationship. Mm. So like this to me is like, why do you think people actually think they fall in love on the bachelor? It's (laughs) super novel. Yeah, absolutely. So unfortunately when novelty runs out, instead of like strategically injecting more or newness into our lives, which is what we're talking about, we tend to rely upon avenues that the world suggests make a, a good substitute. So like what comes up to me is like buying bright and shiny things, houses, cars, possessions, taking vacations, or just like waiting for holidays to have kind of a plan mm-hmm. uh, or a list of, of excuses and things to do that will make it feel fun. Yeah. Or getting drunk, using mind altering substances at a, as a way to just like, I need something to get me to fun. Yeah. I think like, seeking novelty in these ways is unfortunately a lot of times the foundation on what turns into infidelity or yeah. cheating in relationship. Yeah, for sure. And and there's nothing wrong with any of those things that you just said. There's nothing wrong with buying a new car right. or going on vacation or using mind altering substances. There's nothing wrong in and of themselves, those things. But it's a bummer that our culture and media commercials ads, just it's just everywhere they create this like fake scarcity linked to happiness that the happiness in your life and relationship will arrive magically when you get her that new car (laughs) or when you go on that dreamy vacation quote. So you better do it now. And and soon again, and right after that and and keep doing it to make sure that you're still happy. And this is just the foundation of consumerism and materialism and everything where, you know, people accumulate thinking that that's going to make them happy And it it in fact does not. So, you know, no one makes any money when you are experiencing novelty by just simply exploring (laughs) a new neighborhood with your partner. So they're not going to, you're not going to see anyone talking about that or encouraging that, but it's just as real. You can experience novelty exploring a new neighborhood with your partner, the same kind of novelty that you can get from a vacation or buying a new car or whatever. It's the intention that you put into it and the, the um, lack of expectation of like, this will make me happy once I get this thing. No, screw that. You can have novelty every day and you don't have to make a $50,000 purchase for it. Totally. I mean, this is, this is why this whole process is such a great reminder for us as it pertains to novelty, but it's also like, I'm suggesting keep experimenting with novelty in your relationship. Stay open to changing both, you know, as an individual and in your partnership. Allow your partner to be able to change. Stay curious about them as mm-hmm. they evolve. We talk about staying curious mm-hmm. all the time. This mindset of not just like, oh yeah, you can change, but like expecting change, looking for change, mm-hmm. hoping for change. It communicates to your significant other that you are open and willing to love them through all expressions of their changing seasons in yeah. life. I was thinking about this analogy the other day and I, I did put it up on my Instagram in like a reel or whatever those things are called. <laughs> um, but falling in love, like deep partnership, that, that ooey gooey puzzle piece where a perfect match soulmate connection is kind of like falling in love with your home. Mm-hmm. Your home, you love it so much that you love the summer. Sure. Everybody loves the summer. You love the fall. Yeah. Most people love the fall. You love the winter and you love the the spring. 
you love home for all of its diverse, Mm -hmm. changing wholeness. Yeah. You can appreciate and love every season that your home is in because it's home. Different from a place you visit. I like visiting Washington State in the summer. And I like the fall too. But I hate the winter. I also (laughs) hate the spring. It's raining constantly. So Washington State is not my home. Mm -hmm. It's where I'm from. It's where I was born. But it's it's just a place that I like to experience the seasons of my preference. And San Diego is my home because I love every single season and every expression. I love when the water's cold in the winter. I love the the brisk mornings, but I still love the sunshine. I like the gold ball in the sky in the <laughs> middle of the day when it's 70 degrees in December. Yeah. That is home for me. And and as it pertains to change and novelty, be you know you're connected with someone on a deep level when when there's the freedom to diversify and experience their seasons and still love them at their core for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is uh, what I'm hearing you say is like, that is the ultimate safety. Yeah. You know, safety in relationship. We, t- we talk about safety in life and we're, we're kind of poo-pooing that. And I, I, that's, this is something different. When you are, when you feel safe to show up to the relationship different than you did yesterday and different meaning evolved or uh, this is a new or a different expression of me, especially for the feminine. The question that we are oftentimes asking ourselves is, am I too much? And is my summer too much for him? Is my winter too much for him? Yeah. And as a, as especially as a masculine, but this certainly goes both ways that showing up and, and knowing that you are safe with your partner, whatever expression of life that you choose to offer or gift your partner, knowing that they love you as that expression is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So like moving into like examples and how can you, how can you start using this idea of novelty more intentionally? Recreate moments and traditions that felt novel at one point, not by copying them, not Mm -hmm. by doing the same exact thing, you know, same date location, same holiday tradition every year on repeat, but actually by examining what were the core elements that made it special and fun to begin with. Mm -hmm. So like, Let's say you have a fond memory of being on vacation. Uh, you're walking through a cool, let's just say it's like a scenic mountain town, and you stumble into like a cool coffee shop or something like that. Maybe you share some coffee or some drinks. You share like a pastry or some a cookie or something, and you just stumble into a really incredible conversation. You know, there's something about like sharing food that also is this sort of like, it's like a spell cast where you're comfortable sharing maybe your body, maybe your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's say the connection was so rich that afterwards your your chemistry is like so dialed in, you go back to the hotel and you have great sex, right? <laughs> like that's that's a fond memory that you hold of novelty. How can you sort of like strategically look at this and look at the kind of underlying yeah, elements? And, kind of and, like deconstructing. Yeah. So what are the key elements? I think, you know, maybe it's something scenic and a connection to nature. Cool. Uh, it's the act of sharing. We talked about how that can be sort of this like this subconscious exchange of being vulnerable and expressing yourself in, in a way that you wouldn't uh, had you not been in this kind of like sharing bubble. Maybe there's flirtation. So maybe physical touch is a, is a critical component of this uh, novel experience. Maybe it's more than physical touch. Like maybe it's beyond that. And it's actually uh, because you wound up having sexy time. So these are like the key elements. So in the real world, you're back in the real world, you're back at home. How can you not have to wait for the next yeah. freaking vacation to do this? How do you do this literally? I don't know. 
set the table in your everyday life to create something that feels similar. Maybe it's a neighborhood in your community that you've never been to. Maybe there's a nearby lake or or river or ocean or forest, you know, that nature element. Um, Just park your car there. Because a, a piece of this was just the adventure of it, the, mm-hmm. the newness, the, un, the infamiliarity with the environment. Maybe explore a little bit until you find that coffee shop or juice bar or breakfast joint. Mm-hmm. Let your senses guide you. Take part in sharing something, food, good conversation. And then, I don't know, if, if the vibe is right, implement a little bit of that like extra physical, extra flirtatious feeling of being like, hey, you want to go back to that park and make out? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, these are just examples yeah, to, no, like, how can it. you recreate this two blocks away? Yeah. In your 15 minutes away. Yeah. And not have to wait for the next trip to Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, totally. And I, the answer is yes, we do. We do want to, we do want to make out. Okay, you may have never done this, but next time you brush your teeth, turn your toothpaste tube over and take a look at the ingredient list. You'll probably see things like sodium fluoride, or sodium lauryl sulfate, or sorbitol, or artificial colors like blue dye number one. These are major hormone and gut disruptors. Do you see glycerin in the ingredient list? That's made from GMO vegetable oil, my love. It's toxic to your cells and actually blocks your saliva from doing its job in mineralizing your teeth. As a registered dental hygienist and lover of true holistic health, I quit using commercial toothpaste and dental products a long time ago. They just do not meet high standards for long-term health, no matter what seal you see stamped on the front of the tube. The ingredient list doesn't lie. If a product is going into my mouth and into my body multiple times a day, every day, In my opinion, it should be clean, reliable, and free of hormone disruptors and gut irritants. Which is why Chase and I have completely made the switch over to Living Libations dental products. They are packed with ancient healing herbs, gentle oils, and alkaline buffers. Our favorite is the Neem Alkalinizing Toothpaste. Only a tiny dot is needed, but you'll feel your whole mouth come alive as it breaks up bacteria colonies that cause bad breath while keeping your saliva alkaline, which is essential for a healthy mouth. Not to mention your teeth will feel super smooth and polished. To try for yourself, go to livinglibations.com and use the code MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, for a nice discount. They have a wide variety of products to choose from and amazing customer service if you have any questions on which product is right for you. When we know better, we can do better. And now, you know. Cheers, boo. Um, and I love this practice so much. We actually did this last night over dinner. Chase asked me, you know, we were were talking about our fondest memories of vacation and experiences together and then we actually did this practice of like deconstructing like okay what were the core elements and you can do this practice with your partner like hey what's what's the best vacation or what's your favorite vacation that we've ever gone on together and then they give their answer and you're like okay why do you think like what were the elements that you think you know made that so magical and you don't even have to like set it up as like okay we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about this and i want you to like just start engaging with your partner and you can draw it out of them and then they've just told you 
an experience that really they hold very highly maybe you know for their birthday you can recreate that to some degree like get creative with it you can literally make art out of these types of things you can yeah. create art through these novel experiences um and the other thing that i would add is you know you you, you spoke to it a little bit but also examining the intentions that you were going into that experience with that you brought to yeah. that experience so you probably, you know, if this was a really memorable, beautiful, magical experience, you probably were very present, engaged, curious, adventurous. Maybe there wasn't so much scrolling on social media or texting other people when you're connecting with your partner. So those are intentions that you can anchor to and then also recreate easily, you know, it, with a new novel experience. Maybe you guys leave your freaking phones at home right. and you're just dialed in to each other. Yeah. Like we do that sometimes. We'll go on a walk and just leave our phones intentionally because I want to be with you only yeah. and, and with nature and, and the experience of all of it. So, um, yeah, I love that practice yeah, so much. Totally. Yeah, another thing you can do, um, it's actually, this is a, this is kind of a business protocol and a practice that, that I've used at work, which is, it's called an SSK and it's an exercise that you do periodically where you evaluate what you need to stop, what you can start and what you should keep doing in kind of your mm. practices and rituals and things of that nature. And so I think this totally applies to relationships. Start, stop, keep example. So how that works simply you list out or, or talk about, you know, your traditions, date night, holidays, vacation spots, even your evening and daily morning routines. What do you love and want to keep? What's working? Yeah. Talk about it. Identify them. What do you want to stop? What What's gotten stale? What would be mm -hmm. those things that are like no longer serving you? Take anything you want to stop and see if there's anything left to salvage or repurpose. Or maybe it's just a pause. Mm -hmm. And then talk about if you're taking things out, what you would want to start in its place. Mm, and yeah. so I think it's just a nice little practice to at least stay up to date on like where the other person's at. Where is the opportunity for novelty or at least like a, a little like a wax on wax off shine. Yeah. I love this because it's reiterating, you know, this phrase that we say all the time, like <clears throat> creating a life and a relationship that you absolutely love. This is one of those things that is exactly helping you do that. Looking at what's already there, looking at the inventory of the tradition or the holidays or tendencies, routines, and evaluating what's working for you and what you're kind of doing just because you've, you've done it for a while. Yeah. Like this is the art of creating your life and relationship and uh, absolutely love it. Totally. We are going to have two more, but first I got to pee. All right. All right. And we're back. Good. We're back. Yeah. We're back. We're, we're good. So we've talked about play in relationship we've talked about novelty next we're going to talk about appreciation so i love this quote from h jackson brown he's the author of life's little instruction book he says don't forget a person's greatest emotional need is to feel appreciated mm. so let's define this a little bit because notice that i intentionally used the word appreciation as opposed to gratitude so gratitude is simply the holding of a feeling inside your body. Simply being grateful for something or someone, which is great. There's so many wonderful benefits of feeling gratitude in the body. But appreciation is expressed gratitude. 
So appreciation can be thought of sort of like gratitude squared, where it's a gift given to both individuals. I am filled up with gratitude when I think about how much intention and depth that Chase brings to our relationship. That is the gift for me. That's the gift. I feel that gratitude. Oh, it's such a gift. Then when I express my appreciation to you, then that gift is being given back to you. So it's gratitude squared. And I I love this um, because it takes such a simple thing and magnifies it to the level of a person's greatest emotional need is to feel appreciated. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that's really important for us to remember. And you know, why, why is this so important? Both men and women have a deep seated need to feel appreciated. It is woven into our need to belong, which literally trumps almost any other need, even over self-expression and authenticity. Mm. If someone has to choose between authenticity, self-expression, and simply the need to feel safe and belong and to feel appreciated, they will choose the belonging and the safety. So it is a core fundamental need being a human. If you're familiar with the different chakras or energy systems in the body, the sense of belonging is associated uh, to the root or first chakra, which is our connection to the physical world, our foundation and overall safety. So this is why when someone is chronically underappreciated in their life or in their relationship or even at their job, it can have a really negative effect on the individual. Their most basic needs aren't being met. How many times have we all heard someone point to, to issues in their relationship saying, I just, I just don't feel appreciated by my partner. The lack of appreciation can move someone to quit their job or even yeah. end a relationship because it is such a big deal. Oh, it's so huge for me, <clears throat> like massively huge. And oddly enough, it actually doesn't have to come in the form of words. In fact, sometimes I actually feel uncomfortable when I'm being appreciated verbally. I don't necessarily like that. And that's partly a wound, partly just my love language. So yeah, like also there are enough wordsmiths out there, especially those slippery fuck boys, slippery little s- <laughs> fuck boys. who like to just say, I appreciate you girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, they love that line. Oh. And, and the words sometimes front as appreciation, but there's no, no, no action that actually follows that that language. So I would say get really familiar with how your person wants to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Go back to like the classic love languages. Is it words of affirmation? Great. Maybe. Then you can tell them. But it could also be like quality time, acts of service, could be gifts, mm-hmm. gift giving. Or even just like being more powerful with the way that you do use your words. You know, I think something that really amplifies appreciation with with language is when you openly appreciate somebody in front of other people. So like say we're back home and we're at your family's house or something for for a holiday dinner or we're out with friends. And I say something like, I appreciate Megan so damn much. What she brings into my life helps me like, confidently pursue all of my dreams and helps me create the life that I love. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just so appreciative of her just contribution to my life. 
in front of other people versus, you know, DMing her, sending her a voicemail, <laughs> being, be, being like, Yo, I, girl. Pre- I appreciate you, girl. Don't tell might, anybody, but I, I appreciate vomit. you. Yeah, seriously, don't <laughs> tell anybody. Don't tell anybody else. Keep it a secret, but I appreciate you. Yeah. It's so funny because I, I'm witnessing even just you saying like, oh, I appreciate Megan so much. I feel this like balloon of like just love and like warm feeling in my body. And I can't help myself but smile when you do say things like that. And I know that one of my two of my love languages like that are way high up there are physical touch and words of affirmation and I didn't know that words of affirmation was a thing for me until I didn't have it Mm. and that feeling was like oh damn this is this is a nutrient that I need Um, so yeah it's okay to have different ways that we express our appreciation uh, to our partner and and how we ask for it from our partner I think that that's totally fine but Let's have a conversation with our partner and uh, like legitimately ask them, hey, how do you, how would you prefer? What's your favorite way to be appreciated? How can I show you my appreciation so that it's felt to the maximum degree? Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be different for, for all of us probably. All right. So more to the why of, you know, what, why is appreciation so critically important, important in our lives? And that is abundance. And uh, there's this quote from Eckhart Tolle. He says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. And really, this applies to every aspect of our life. But for relationships specifically, when we feel appreciated by our partner, it's natural to want to continue doing those things. So you are inviting more abundance, more love abundance into your partnership when you show appreciation to your partner. And even better, I think, in the moment as it's happening. It may not land as deeply if you have like a set up scheduled appreciation practice every Thursday at 6 p.m. over dinner. Like it may not be as deeply felt as when it's happening. Just be like, oh, my God, can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. I love so much that you did blank it made me feel so blank like in the moment kind of like you know they say when you're training a dog you can't punish a dog for the p mark that he left four hours ago he's not going to put two and two together like you need to show them right away (laughs) might be a little weird weird example but it gets the point across like let them know in the moment what you love so much So here's some examples. It's so much more than saying, I appreciate you. Like, yeah, you can say that for sure. uh, And it can be felt, but there are more creative, uh, more, um, I would say, magical ways that you can express your appreciation. If we're talking about verbally, like words of affirmation type, again, know your, know your person's love language. But if it is verbal or words of affirmation, Um, then here are some creative ways that you can express that to your partner. And these are not out of any book. This isn't, this is literally from my head ways that I choose to show Chase appreciation for whatever the moment, whatever the magic that is happening in the moment. So first here, I tell you all the time, you're so good to me. Thank you for blank. Next. Oh, I love this moment so much. You could say something like, I'm so impressed by how you 
blank. Just a simple, mmm, deep from your heart. Just let them hear how much pleasure you are experiencing from whatever the, the moment is bringing. Next is, well, that was the best part of my day. <laughs> how many times have I said that to you? I say it all the time because it, I truly want you to know, and I never say it when I don't mean it, like that was the mm -hmm. highlight of my day when you just grabbed me and hugged me for five minutes straight and looked into my eyes and tell me you love me. That was the best part of my day, bar none. Lastly, I love when you blank. It makes me feel so blank. So the next time you feel gratitude for your partner, don't just feel it in your body. Express it to them in some way. Make eye contact. Speak from your heart. And if you're not near them, you can send them a voice memo text. I think voice memo specifically because a text, you know, it, it can be nice, but it's really nice to hear someone's voice and the emotion and the intention uh, that they express yeah. verbally. Um, if your partner's primary love language is physical touch, you could even offer like, hey, I appreciate you working so hard for our family. I would love to give you a 10 minute back rub tonight. Okay. Like who's going to say? <laughs> Great. Deal. Yeah, deal. On it. But you got to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. Um, okay. Or if it's acts of service, you could invite them to take an afternoon completely to themselves while you and the kids clean up, clean up the house. And really, like, invite yourself to make art with this. Be creative and lean into your partner's love language and ask yourself, like, how or ask them, like, how can I express my appreciation to you to the maximum degree so it'll be felt like deep in your heart? Yeah. What does that look like for you? Again, these are like simple. So simple. They're right, like literally in your pocket, yeah. re ready to go. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to take a course no. on, on figuring out how to. I hope that you're, if you're with somebody, you appreciate them. And it's just a matter of thinking a little bit deeply as to why, how, and what and expressing it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's fun. it can be fun. Watch, oh, it's so fun. Watch them light up. Yes. Well, the last one we're going to be talking about is legacy and dream building. Mm -hmm. This is really fun. So fun. This is also, you don't need to go through a big course and you can, you can dream with your significant other. You can build your legacy with your significant other right now. So when I say legacy, I would actually guess that when that term comes up, Mm-hmm. The thought usually surfaces like, what is the legacy that I want to leave behind? You know, it's like a very uh, almost like mythical legacy yeah. idea. <laughs> I think a lot of times it's about like, what are my achievements? It's kind of this backward looking and actually kind of morbid uh, <laughs> approach because you're sort of thinking about your death yeah. in a lot of ways. So like, honestly, I was never super motivated by the sort of legacy conversation. It, it wasn't really my favorite until we actually started working with Paul Check, and he, he uh, has helped us through this kind of like reframing of legacy building. Mm -hmm. And he has a different definition of legacy, which I really, really like. He teaches on legacy. And what he is teaching is the importance to have a core dream or a high dream, as some would say. And ultimately what he means by this is just a, a real purpose. The ability to look back on your life, the act of you know, leaving behind your beautiful legacy is just a byproduct of living your mm -hmm. legacy, living your dream or your purpose. 
So Paul says that living your legacy makes you resistant to all sorts of negative memes. Living your legacy keeps the weeds out of your garden. And I would say the same thing for relationships. Mm -hmm. What is the high dream or the legacy of the relationship? That's what we're talking about here. Paul says that once you begin to live, I feel like I'm like quoting scripture. Paul, (laughs) (laughs) Paul check, um, says that once you begin to live your legacy and live according to your grand purpose, you will see that living your legacy is a gift. It's a gift for yourself, to your family, to to humanity, and even the cosmos. Legacy crafting and integration is actually a form of creation, which is why intentionally building a legacy, a dream, into your relationship can be such a source of connection. Mm -hmm. Paul Check says we tend to think of creation as finished like creation is finished the world has been started it's complete now we're just living on this created rock but creation is actually an ongoing process and it is through our own ability to create that we are part of the unfolding process of the cosmos of the universe by living your legacy you create and therefore you are co-creating with the rest of the universe as it's creating You become the creative force for the rest of evolution. You are genuinely important to the grand scheme of the cosmic unfolding. So in this way, living your legacy is a gift to humanity and just in the cosmos as a whole, which that is so freaking rad to me. It is so cool. It's like there's this current of creation and evolution happening all the time. Totally. By by you stepping into that and amplifying it through your own legacy, it it is furthering the purpose of life itself. I love this so much. Um, it really, what the visual that popped up into my head is as someone's listening to this, someone is listening and they probably have a job where they're sort of just like living for the weekend and they're, you know, just going to the nine to five to get to the weekend where they can have some relief. Or and a I've break. been there. Like yeah, I've hundred percent oh, been there sure. and I still slip into that at times. Sure. Absolutely. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's like, I think it's something that we all experience at certain times in our life. But I pictured someone listening to your words and being inspired, like almost like, wait, you don't, you don't have to just live for the yeah. weekend. You don't just have to go to your job to then get to Friday night and then Saturday and then experience the Sunday scaries. Like there's so much more to this life than working a job just to get to the weekend. And that's what I love when I hear this is like it puts you in a seat of actual creation based on what you want, what your high dream of your life and your relationship is is and yeah. i just think that's so freaking cool totally and, and so like considering all of that you know what you know, why is this important right i feel completely different about legacy creation your legacy is not an outcome it is a present moment art project with your significant other mm-hmm. we've already said legacy is i we can identify it as a creative process I actually think that creation might be one of the greatest acts of love that we can Mm. access. Thus, why this is so important to a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like just now understanding this. I think our source, however you want to look at that, God, universe, whatever, there's a source of, of all of this somewhere. I think 
that source's act of creation came out of a place of love. Mm -hmm. So anytime we can mirror that act in our lives, we are increasing our capacity to experience and give love. It is literally in our origin. It is a part of our being. It's in our fiber. Yeah. Creating will give you that feeling of like, where has this feeling been my whole life? Hey friends, if you're looking for the most pure, high quality mushroom powder and capsule extracts, look no further than our friends at Real Mushrooms. It's seriously overwhelming how many low quality mushroom products are out there that are bulked up with fillers and grains. Real Mushrooms is a family owned business with over 40 years of growing experience. Their organic mushroom extract formulas have been perfected over many years and contain zero grain fillers, just real mushrooms. Every batch is rigorously tested by a third party to ensure maximum potency and effectiveness. You could grab some cordyceps powder to help support sustained energy for your workouts or your busy day, or maybe one of their blends like the hot chocolate mix for a guilt-free indulgence for you and your kids. They also have a line for pets. To grab some real mushroom goods, just go to realmushrooms.com forward slash Mimi and use the code Mimi, M-I-M-I, at checkout to receive a nice hefty discount. And you can trust our mushroom loving hearts that we only bring you the best. Cheers. I had a profound, profound experience on uh, a recent like plant medicine journey and I was, you know, we've all heard this saying of like the universe is created out of love and, and everything in the universe is love and, and God is love. And I've always like sort of uh, somewhat understood that. Um, but I was in this really, really deep experience and I was having some level of communication with my higher self or a higher power or something, just something that was intangible and can't really be defined in the 3D world. And I was, I just sort of like cur out of curiosity asked what does that mean? Like, what do you mean this is all made of love? Like the whole world is made of love. Every, yeah. every, this table is a, is a love and you and I are love obviously. And, and I immediately had this experience, experiential knowledge, uh, moment where I felt absolute loneliness. I felt, uh, darkness. I was literally in a, a space of of no a noetic sense that there was nothing else besides me i was the only thing in the mm. entire universe and it was just me i wept yeah. because i was so alone yeah and and this took this was 15 minutes of yeah. of weeping i was right next to you i felt it and i was so alone and um i just felt what what seemed like the the creator's initial feeling before it created mm. and then it this experience took me into this beautiful array of colors and this kind of like breath of life experience that just filled my soul and I had this click this this moment of understanding where it was it created to love mm -hmm. to have something to love mm -hmm. and so the act of creation the formation of the universe came out of this source this place of loneliness such that it had something and somewhere to place and experience its love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, okay. 
that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it really does. And like, as I think about creating a legacy and leaning into the fabric of this universe, that is a creative love. It just really, really excites me for this. I think like, is there a greater creative act than living out your legacy of your entire life with your significant other in harmony, co-creating a legacy in your relationship? I would argue no. I'm, pr- I'm pretty freaking amped by it. So cool. Cool. That was a big, fancy, uh, beautiful words, uh, super glossy uh, example of how to build your legacy. What does this actually mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for us, it's started with acknowledging the things that we just want, realizing that we have goals. We have these outcomes in mind of what we want our life to, to take form, how we want it to take form. So for instance, example, our life, we want a summer home up in the Northwest on a lake completely off the grid where we can raise a family and be free. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an outcome. How can we remove attachment from that outcome? That's not the legacy. How do we remove ourselves from that and rather focus on living inside of the legacy, inside of the dream, where that outcome could actually be a, a potential byproduct yeah. of living our legacy today? So we're constantly familiarizing ourselves with the lanes of life that really do light us up. For instance, we love podcasting. We love talking about and sharing products, people and their perspectives, our perspectives, all of these things that have changed our lives. Mm -hmm. That lights us up. So much so that we're committed to living our high dream of openly, honestly, authentically speaking about these topics on as many platforms as we can, podcast, YouTube, <laughs> social media, word of mouth, you know, that's, that's our high dream. That's our legacy. The conversations we have on the medicine are removed from the attachment of making enough money through the medicine to buy our dream home in the Northwest because we love everything about this, yeah. about the medicine. Mm-hmm. They are enough to be fulfilled and happy. Same same thing with with the products we want to create amazing mushroom products because we freaking love them and seeing lives transformed by their power and effectiveness completely lights us up Mm -hmm. that right there is living our high dream that's our legacy we're not perfect at this we're we're working through this because we still really want to have these things in Mm -hmm. life but the intention is to avoid living in an unsatisfied state until we can buy our lakefront property, right? Yeah. Am I making sense? Yes, I I love this. And I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm like leaning like closer and closer to you because I just love everything that you're saying and it makes so much sense. And I love the way that you explain this and it reminds me of, it's sort of reflective of how we speak to individuals who are trying to like call in and manifest a life partner or a wife or a husband or whatever we get, you know, we've gotten asked this a number of times and how we always answer is instead of focusing on achieving the partner, what are the things that I need to do to, to achieve this ideal partner? Focus on creating a life that you truly love so much that having a partner would be icing on the cake. Yeah. In doing so, you are naturally going to be more magnetic, more lit up, more attractive, increasing your odds of calling in an aligned partner. 
If you're doing more of the things that light you up in a life that you love, you're probably going to meet other people who are doing similar things that also light them up, who are also trying to attract an ideal mate, right? So either way, you are living a life that lights you up. Yeah. And this is exactly reflective of what you're talking about. Totally. We want our legacy to include this beautiful Northwest lake home. And we currently are doing things in our every day that could and and likely will. Like we're, we're just confident that it's going to happen. We're not sitting and twiddling our thumbs and sitting in anxiety and hoping and wishing and praying and, you know, putting negative energy towards like, what if it doesn't happen? We're living every day as if it's going to happen. And what are the things that we love doing anyways that could lead us there, but that we, that light us up along the way to experiencing that reality. Totally. Totally. And so like, what would I tell, what would I say to someone to kind of like get this process going? Well, whether you're in a relationship or not, start crafting your legacy and living it. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. So whether this is individually or, or if you're with a significant other, I definitely suggest you do this with them. Um, and whether you have a legacy or a dream or an outcome uh, in mind or not, just kind of try this sequence on. One, what outcome-related goals do you have individually or as a couple? Like, everybody's got to have some. Ha- house, cars, vacations, kids, family. Salary or Salary, whatever. yeah, money. Yeah. That's totally fine. Acknowledge them, appreciate them, talk about them. How do mm-hmm. these things, how do, how do you think you'll feel with these? Uh, two, answer a series of questions. When, where, or doing what in your life have you felt the greatest sense of flow, purpose, curiosity, did you, where did you lose track of time mm-hmm. and when, where, or what did you find yourself doing that caused you to sing or dance yeah, unconsciously? So I think after answering these, think about whether those lanes of your life could be lived as your legacy, as your mm-hmm. dream, such that a potential byproduct of living that legacy, this place where you're losing track of time, where you're in flow, you have real purpose, you're, you're singing and dancing, you're laughing, you're hitting all these your novelties involved. Can you live in that way such that the byproduct of that life expression of a legacy turns into these outcomes, these goals? Great. That's kind of where you should be orienting. Mm-hmm. And uh, this should be really fun. Yeah, it absolutely. All the things that we've talked about today, um, they are simple, not always easy because so much of our world is pulling our attention away into crises and division and all of this. But if you are aware enough and if you truly believe in the values of the four different concepts that we've talked about today, you can actively choose every day to engage in one, two, or maybe all of these to some degree. Totally. So just to recap, you guys, uh, number one is play. Number two is novelty. Three is appreciation. And four, obviously, is legacy and dream building. Do you yeah. want to do you want to share our dream just to give them a, an example of of what it could look like our our legacy? Yeah, uh we've we've talked often about um the legacy, the the living experience that that we have. We sort of look at it in a in a symbol and we have this sort of like wheel of life if you will. And at the center of the wheel is 
is freedom. And I don't mean freedom like American flag, you know, <laughs> bald eagle. Um, I don't mean kind of like the Americanized, corporatized version of freedom. I just mean the freedom to be individual yeah. um, and the freedom to just continually choose each other daily. So it's, it's that it's that definition of freedom that is essentially removed from expectations removed from preset definitions and then this that's kind of the center of the wheel and each spoke and we've identified these various spokes of our wheel uh you know health um family um spirituality spirituality occupation and with each one of those spokes we've defined a way of living that would represent a a free expression of that Mm -hmm. particular lane and so as it pertains to our legacy and how we show up every day in each one of these spokes of the wheel, it would be from a source and from a place of the freedom to choose. Yeah. So if it's free, if it's health, I have the freedom to today eat and drink and consume animal based, you know, organic whole milk, grass fed, grass finished, have organ meats. But I also have the right tomorrow to pivot that and change that into vegan, plant-based, fasting protocols. And, and, and really in each lane. It's a little more complex. And I suggest start simple and then kind yeah. of graduate your way up to these more symbolic representations of how you want to live your legacy daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's been this sort of like radical freedom and, that, and an expression of that freedom Uh with spokes of the wheel representing these lanes of our life and ways that we are ensuring we show up with that freedom. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, at the center, you said it, you said it perfectly. Just being able to live free as individuals together. Yeah, totally. Mm. So good guys. Let us know what you think. Um, Let us know what, breakthroughs you had if you have any questions uh yeah. we, we want to hear from you we want to help you through this we are in this with you we're doing the work mm-hmm. with you we're not just we're preaching right. here we're, yeah. we're with you we're right alongside you what for you my love is your medicine today yeah actually my medicine today it's funny right on the on the tail of talking about you know eating um we've been consuming uh, organ meats for a couple months now um and a couple months ago, we were literally buying organ meats from, like, you know, like liver from the grocery store and freezing it and trying to consume it and trying to get creative and put it into in different recipes and stuff. And like, just it's so good for you, but it's so nasty and it yeah. tastes really bad. And then, f- and then trying to swallow them like they're pills. You're swallowing <laughs> these little like, like blood capsules. And <laughs> anyway, we we are now um, officially working with. We've we've been trying these products for over over a month at this point. Um, optimal carnivore and they have an, uh, a host of different products, but one is a, uh, grass fed, grass finished New Zealand beef liver capsule, mm-hmm. uh, and, and a host of capsules as well as an organ complex. That's got a ton of different organ meats. Yeah. It's got like lung, gallbladder, brain, pancreas, liver, all of them. Yeah. So I've actually been you know, we're 30 days into this as we do with anything we ever try or, and any group we ever work with. And like, man, I'm feeling great. Um, more sustained energy throughout the day. Uh, oddly enough, like less uh, cravings and less thirst even. I mm, think there's something mm-hmm. with maybe the minerals, the source yeah. of these that are that are more satiating. Um, there's an element of uh, body like looseness and flexibility that I'm experiencing. 
And so I've been stoked because I don't have to taste blood <laughs> um, and I can just take these capsules and they're really, really high quality. These guys sent us all their certifications, yeah. uh, a ton mm-hmm. about New Zealand beef, uh, which is just really, really clean. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's that's actually my medicine. It's like almost like a literal medicine yeah. uh, today. I, if you guys are interested too, we're, we're like I said, now partnering uh, with them. They have a store on Amazon. So you go to Amazon backslash or forward slash, however that works. Um, you can just find it in our medicine cabinet. Yeah, we in the medicine cabinet. And, just uh, scroll the, to the bottom. It the, was the... the code is the medicine uh, and you guys get 10% off. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. What about you? What is your medicine today? My medicine was this morning um, waking up and, well, first, my, my I have two. I'm breaking the rules. I got a nice long body massage from this amazing just spectacular human wakes me up every day and appreciation number three yes he knows that my my love language is touch and i get woken up by his wonderful touch and kisses and love and everything in the morning that was my first medicine but then um jumping into john wineland's book Mm. It was so rich. Just the the portion that I read this morning was so rich. It's not out yet. We got an early copy because we are interviewing him soon uh, next week and super stoked. He is a major bucket list uh, guest for us. And uh, so they they sent us an early copy of his book. And so I'm, I'm devouring it right now. But you guys can check it out. It's called From the Core. And uh, it's just incredible. If, if, you know, masculinity and femininity uh, interests you at all, this is a book you want Mm -hmm. in your library. I believe it's out June or July. I think it's in July, but you can uh, pre-order the book now if you go to his website. I think it's just johnwineland.com. So definitely my medicine today. I was just so lit up. I was like sending you excerpts and like pictures and like, oh my God, read this, read this, read this. Um, It's so good. And it's just medicine for me, but it's also, I know it's going to be medicine for so many people that need this type of knowledge. He's basically introducing a new framework for masculinity in our world, which is needed like Mm-hmm. yesterday yep. <laughs> so i'm really excited to uh to interview him and, and to, to dive into the the depths of this book johnny dubs j dubs the man the goat the goat yes guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much we love you i hope this was novel i hope it was playful i hope, I hope you laugh i hope you appreciated I hope it you feel appreciated and um you all are a part of our legacy. Yeah. And I mean that in all seriousness. Oh, no, yeah, seriously. You all are a part of this legacy. I wake up every single day thinking about all of your beautiful faces. And ears. And ears. Listening. Listening, right, yeah. yeah. Um, totally. <laughs> Much love to everybody out there. We'll talk to you next time. We will. Go spread some light. Oh, you're stealing it, huh? Yeah. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. Bye. 
If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.